How can we engage the culture, especially in books, music, and movies, with charitable and critical discussion through the lens of faith and as a means of drawing ourselves and others closer to Jesus? Amelie Laville. And I'm Andy Norton. This is Though They Die, talking about the things of this world through the lens of eternity. Today we're discussing the album Through the Deep Dark Valley by the Oh Hellos. Welcome to the show. Well done, Andy. That was some of the most pristine <laughs> button pressing we have done together. Yes, thank you. I think really, to uh, date, that was. Uh, I know we, you know, we've had our had our mistakes in the past, but I really think we hit a new, we turned a new leaf. We hit a new stride. Oh yes, I think so. <laughs> I think so. We are experts so now. We've done. A le- what is this? The episode twelve. This is episode. I think it's twelve. I think yeah, it is twelve. It is. Yeah. Twelve. Yes. 12. We're yep. getting, that's crazy. Like, praise through, God. Man. That's amazing. It's yeah. It's been so awesome doing this with you, and thank you to you listeners for ch- uh, checking in with us. Our and dedicated. Yes. Few. <laughs> a few of the proud. Yeah. So good. We, yeah, we love we it. Love it's been it. such We're a for it. it's been such a blessing, and yeah. I really, really am thankful for it. And especially because, like, I mean, obviously, we we just oftentimes are talking about books and movies and stuff that we're mm-hmm. listening to, anyways. Mm-hmm. But like, there's also times like this week where I had never. Listened to this album before. Blows my mind. It blew my mind. Given your musical taste. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, actually, because this I is I was like, very yeah. surprised. I guess it, it's true. It's like it's a common, I, I don't know, folks, what your, you know, what, what circles you run in, but at least amongst the kind of like Catholic ministry circle. Yeah. Ohlos is one of the more, I, I would think anyway, right. this, I'm probably, I'm, I'm definitely not an objective opinion because I'm a part of that circle, but it seems like one of the more forefront of like, ooh, Jesus, like yeah. subtly in music and not necessarily yeah. super explicitly in music. Yeah. Which is a trending thing whenever you can find it. Exactly. No, it's so true. And I, I'd heard of them mm-hmm. many times. Of course. Like people mentioned the Ohlos, the Ohlos, the Ohlos. Um, and also, I'm, I sure, I certainly, have heard some of their songs mm-hmm. i can't name one right now uh but i definitely had heard people were playing them in my presence totally. and so on and i was always like yeah i like this this is good this is good but i never like i, w- I never sat down and listened to or uh, read yeah. the lyrics i never took a look at the lyrics i never um sat down and listened to an album and mm. gosh i just have to say like straight up you should do that and, and, and actually it was funny i was talking mm. to my brother earlier i was like did you know about the oh hellos and he was like yeah i saw them in concert like last year and but even him he was like uh, no i've never have sat down and just listened to through the deep dark valley all the way through or read the lyrics oh, man and i was you like got okay to. you got to you got, got to, to. Yeah. So I'm so thankful. So thank you, Ali, for being the one who got this on the schedule. Because this is this was awesome. Like this is seriously gonna be something that I'm like, oh, before I listen to this album and after. Like it was it was awesome. It was such a beautiful experience and I'm so excited to talk about it. Absolutely. Well, Andy, would you do the honors of it's not a synopsis, but (laughs) album description perhaps? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So the Oh Hellos are a folk sibling duo, which I actually didn't realize they were siblings Mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. Um they also have like a massive backing so group. Many instruments <laughs> happening. Um, so like on so. on stage, they're like, "I'm sorry, we have to limit it to like eight people on stage at a time." But in their album recordings, I think they they spent they do have a lot more people than that mm. involved. Um, but it's a huge group when they're actually in concert. Um, which again, I think I had seen a video of them jumping around on stage. Yeah, they're like, fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, fun. But through the deep dark valley, uh, is it's an intense spiritual experience. Eleven songs slowly drying out the narrative of the prodigal son from Luke 15. 
Uh, and as a concept album, it should be listened to in order. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is just something I, I had uh, pulled up. I'd, I'd read this, and I thought this was beautiful. The Oh Hellos have cloaked this ancient Bible story in the trappings of American folklore and Narnia stories. And the two lead vocalists, Maggie and Tyler, take turns singing the songs. Out of order, it sounds like a random collection of songs about the prairie wanderings of pioneers, little girls at wishing wells, and sad dragons. But heard in order, they tell a familiar story in a very compelling way. This is an album to help you appreciate the grace of God. Mm -hmm. I guess it's true. I, I pulled yeah. like that from some uh, article I'd, I'd read about it. Um, but I was like, yes, it's so true. Um, yeah, what do you think about that description? Yeah, 100%. I think it is... Yeah, I, I think it really strikes at things we've all experienced. I, I think it's very easy to find yourself listening. Well, you know, I would think you would choose to listen because this isn't necessarily <laughs> getting played out on the radio. But <laughs> yeah. uh, so if, if you find yourself, you know, you've sat down and you're listening to it, it's very, I mean, starting off, you, you know, with The Valley as the opening number that they reprise later on is very much like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm really happy. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, yeah it's, it's grooving, upbeat. it's moving. Yeah. But as you really start to listen in, I think, you know, you might, you probably, you won't catch, I don't think anyway, you'll catch all the lyrics. You'll definitely have to go look just because of the way um, that they're being sung or some of this sort of stuff. You might be like, is that what they said? And you got to look it up. Yeah. But there are for sure phrases that I think will pluck at um, people's hearts. Uh, and, and I think it'll be different for everybody. But the, I think testimony to the lyrics and the musicality of it is that it does. I don't, I don't think there's, I mean, especially people mm. with a Christian upbringing that will understand you know, the prodigal son references and Adam and Eve and all this other stuff that's happening um, will really, I think, pretty quickly be convicted uh, while listening, which is just oh really, yeah. it's very, it's very, and it's, it's well done too. It's not like an obvious, that's the beauty of it. It's not as though they're, you know, they're saying, now we tell you about the prodigal son <laughs> and how yeah, he yeah, went yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's cloaked. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I think it's said there. In, Can you in imagine? Just a very, oh my gosh. <laughs> God, you know, you want to, I'm going to get on my soapbox here. Like that's the problem with so much music yeah. about our Lord. Like it's just, you know, like there's one thing I, and I, I despise in many ways vagueness. Right. Um, right. Right. In, in art, because I think I, you know, and I, you know, people that love, you know, more modern stuff will, will hang me for this. But <laughs> I, I really think that, I mean, when it comes to sacred things, we have a duty to be very clear mm. with what we're saying. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean, <laughs> you, you know, you can't be, um, you know, metaphorical or, right. or, or and illustrative and, and poetic yeah, with it. Yeah. Right. But it, it does. So it's there, there's a duty to be clear when yes. dealing with sacred matters. But, you know, that doesn't mean you take the artistry out of it. Yeah. So I think my problem, and I mean, this was something growing up for me, my problem with some of the the, the worship tunes, this is, so I, I, I wasn't brought up with praise and worship being yeah. like a big part of my family's life. Um, it was something I was kind of eased into. And my problem with a lot of the music was just how not creative it yeah, was. Yeah. And not in, not in that it was bad, that, you know, like the words were bad. It was just like it didn't lift my spirit mm. to hear because it was just so not create. Like it didn't. Yeah. I, I didn't believe that the person writing it was utilizing their full power of musicality and artistry mm -hmm. and rendering it to the Lord. Yeah. Instead, I, I felt like I was getting some sort of you know copy paste 
pop song kind of thing. And I was like, that doesn't move me to worship. Right. So what I appreciate about the Ohlos, sorry for the tangent, I'm no, off the soapbox. What I appreciate about the Ohlos is it feels like they are using their full artistry yeah. and, and all the powers that they have, all of their musicality in order to convey uh, this beautiful story and move us and lift our spirits to the Lord. And so that is... That's yeah. So yeah, I, I love yeah, that. I, I mean, I think th- the way they get there, I think, is using the tool of allegory, right? And right, they, right. They're clearly disciples of C.S. Lewis. Yeah, totally. Um, and of course, he was just you know, allegory was his middle name, and yeah, uh, well, it wasn't one of his two middle <laughs> names, but or whatever he had. Um, but yeah, and so using allegory, you can really get to uh, to talk about beautiful things, mm-hmm. true things, good things, mm-hmm. but in a way that's artistic and that uh, is not just smacking you over the head either or yeah. being super, super vague. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, once you take a look at the lyrics, it's like abundantly clear. So, I mean, just, just starting straight off with like the first songs we just are going through. Yep. The Valley is this song that's clearly about um, you know, original sin. Right, mm-hmm. uh, and the struggle and confusion caused by uh, you know uh, being born into that, um, and it's clearly about someone yearning to you know be led in the right way. There's like that that recurring, uh, um, what she say? She she says, "Will you lead me?" Mm-hmm. Uh, I just love that beautiful like, "Will you lead me?" It just comes in um, after each stanza, and it's 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 beautiful. Um, it says, you know, we were born in the valley of the dead and the wicked that our father's father found. And where we laid him down, we were born in the shadow of the crimes of our father. Blood was our inheritance. No, we did not ask for this. Will you lead me? And I just, I'm, I just loved that. And, uh, and it reminded me of, you know, Psalm 23. It's clearly a you know, mm-hmm. reference to that, right? The, the valley, like though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Mm-hmm. As well as I feel like that, that is also referenced in uh, the Salve Regina. Yeah. Where it says, you know, in hoc lacrimarum vale, here in this valley of tears. I just have always loved that. It was always one of my favorite mm. um, hymns and prayers. Was this, and was this idea of like, yeah, we're, we are in a valley of tears. Like, mm-hmm. this is not a perfect place that we are at right now. Um, in, instead, like, it's a valley of tears. And we, we, we should expect that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, any th- thoughts on this one? Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, you you nailed it on the head. I think something interesting too is that they acknowledge in the um, the second verse there, we were young when we heard you call our names in the silence. I, I think that's something that is probably difficult for folks to acknowledge. Mm. Um, I mean, certainly if you didn't uh, grow up in a, a, a Christian home or yeah. uh, you had a conversion later in life, it's probably hard to see uh, at some point. But I, I, you know, it'll be made clear in time. Uh, the Lord calling you from a very young age to holiness. And then uh, a lot of people even are able to relate like their call to, you know, whatever their vocation is in life permanently kind of thing. Um, And I think that's, that's so, I love that those are right next to each other, right? This, this shared experience of original sin and the pain of this world Mm -hmm. and how it is ultimately, you know, not while it, while it will be fulfilling, it is not, you know, the fulfillment of all um, desire that we experience in beatitude in heaven. Um, but it, it, but, but so close to it, right. This pain is this call, like the Lord mm. reaching out to us and being there with us at a very young age, right. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't wait around necessarily, right. Like he, he really makes himself known to us, I think. Mm. And, and, and so I just, those listening, if you haven't uh, reflected on the Lord in your early life, I'd really encourage you. I mean, um, 
we've all got brokenness, you know, of course. So I know that a lot of folks have had, you know, very troubled um, childhood. But I really encourage you to, like, ask the Lord uh, to reveal where uh, where he was in that and, like, when, when he was first speaking to you. But, yes, I think uh, that first one opens up. I think it's one of the, for, for me anyway, and this, this album means a lot to me. Um, personally as well, but I think it's one of the best opening tracks, just like Welcome to the Album. Yeah. It lays yeah, out yeah, very yeah. clearly what we're about and exactly. what we're doing and the tone. Uh, and I, I think it's a, just a phenomenal. I and totally agree yeah, with that. And I, to, to just like, again, I mean, touch on what you yeah. said earlier, of course, you need to listen to this start to finish <laughs> yes, if yes, you're yes, really yes, going to yes, appreciate please. it. It is a story mm-hmm. uh, being told. And it's, 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 it's really like, yeah, it's yeah. really like reading a book or watching a movie. Mm-hmm. It's very... Uh, very comparable of course it's just uh, a song yeah exactly well, maybe that's why I love it I just love mm-hmm. that it's like it's not just like these songs here and there it's mm-hmm. like it's a journey um, yeah. and so and I, like you said I, I just really think that's a great line like you mentioned we were young when we heard you call our names in the silence mm-hmm. like a fire in the dark like a sword upon our hearts mm-hmm. and I think that's so true that though that like just to be just to be clear like they I think that that sword upon their hearts is really clear that mm-hmm. like in a sense, they have been wounded um, yeah. by the the voice of God, and they they feel that wound. I'm thinking almost like in a mm. reverse way of like you know uh, Frodo on Weathertop when he's stabbed by the yeah, yeah, yeah. the Morgul blade, cool. and it's and it's in him, mm-hmm. and he can never like kind of erase it or forget it, and so that's why he eventually has to to leave and take mm. the gray ships. Um, but in a in a in a in a beautiful way, I think that we can be wounded by the sword like of God's word mm. and it's in us and we can experience that as a, as a, as a burning that can be painful. Mm-hmm. And it's something we have to wrestle with and we have to come to, to process over our life and, and come to a, find a, find an avenue of healing in mm-hmm. a sense to be able to process that and, and, you know, come to encounter the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of uh, my thinking, and um, yeah, so I just I think that just to be aware that that's like how they approach this is not is not that they feel like they have all the answers, um, or that they are like again you were talking about the being vague mm-hmm. or being like too. Sometimes there's times where I can just get really rejecting uh, music or writing that seems to be almost too much like. I'm so blessed, you know, I'm so blessed, you know, and, and like, hmm. and like, can you say more on that? Yeah. So I'm thinking of like, when, when a song seems to just be like, all, you know, I actually, I've been wrestling with this, the song, actually, the song that's all about, um, what was it? All my life, you have been faithful all my life. All you have my been so, so good. So I love so that song. Good. Actually, it's, it's actually made me think about my mom a lot and just how, mm. how she's been so faithful to the Lord and the Lord's been faithful to her despite some, some, you know, real challenges. Um, sure. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a way when, like, sometimes when we talk about being, like, blessed in that way, like, it can sound very fake or, like, you've never been through hmm. challenges or been through darkness. Interesting. And I don't know. I know for, for I, for one, I'm sure so many of our listeners are have experienced darkness or, like, have experienced um, uh, this woundedness yeah. in a sense, you know? But the beautiful thing is, like, I think that's a beautiful story to come through and that and we'll, we'll definitely get to that there's, there's uh i think towards one of the last songs they talk specifically about that how like actually ca- having coming th- having come through like mistakes mm-hmm. and darkness uh, that nothing's a waste yeah um so i think they set that up so well here at the beginning as they talk about 
um, that we're in the valley. We're yeah. In the valley, yeah. So. Amen. Well, let's keep going. Then. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I mean, we honestly, I mean, do you think we can, we can probably, yeah. Just hit all the songs. Yeah. Let's just, yeah, and let's yeah, just, let's just do it. it. Let's just go for um, it. So we got the valley next song, like the dawn. And this of course is um, kind of the story of Adam and Eve. Yes. Uh, sung from the perspective of Adam, but it's a woman, which it's is kind of sung fun. by a woman. Yeah. Uh, Maggie sings the at, and yeah, uh, it's so <laughs> tender. Yeah, it's yeah. so tender, and mm. I I love that. It, it yeah, it it just strikes me as as so sincere and genuine. And I think for me, I, I know that the creation story can sometimes become this like, um, I don't. It's you know very detached yeah. and not something that personally affects me because it's so ancient and all this stuff. Totally. And, but this song, I think, really effectively for my heart anyway, made it a very real, you know. Real, real situation with, yeah. with people that you know, not necessarily people or whatever, but um, that made a decision, and that I, you yeah. know, I make decisions, right? And my my decisions very concretely change everything, right? It has effects for you know myself, those around me, and the yeah. you know the rest of time as well. Um, and, and that, and so seeing this like humanity was just, yeah, I, I think it really it brings me low, especially the line uh, when they sing "bones of my bones and flesh of mm. my flesh" at last. It just kind of continues to decrescendo a little bit. Yeah. Um, but they lean into the um, the nouns there. So it's bones of my bones and flesh of my flesh at mm. last. And so it just really like resonates with those, you know, these tactile things. Like we all have bones, yeah. we all have flesh. And yeah, and I so it just makes it very concrete, right? The brokenness right. that we all experience and, you know, the woundedness of our, our ancestors and mm. how, how that's something that we partake in as well, I think. Um, yeah. Would you mind if we just go right to eat you alive? No, that's real you, quick. You nailed like the dawn. That's great. Right straight. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Eat you alive <laughs> is so. This album was huge for me when I first um, kind of I I'd, I was so a little personal sharing. I was very uh, one foot in the door, one foot out. Really. Uh, from you know, kind of through high school and college, especially, I was living a very duplicitous life, um, especially in college. Yeah. I, you know, I was receiving in a state of mortal sin uh, the yeah. Eucharist and I was kind of like going to confession but not really confessing everything yeah. but I, I knew I needed to go right because yeah. I was like and the whole time I was just uh, convicted that you know like you know if I if I die right now I, I know where I'm going and mm. it's not it's not heaven I was very convicted of that and I knew but I was just I was trapped by my sin and I I gave to despair and I was just in a really dark place um, and the oh hellos I had I had a few kind of little I had two kind of mini turning points yeah. uh, throughout this experience in college. And one of them was at Seek. Uh, shout out to Focus. Uh, great work they do at San Antonio in 2017. Mm. And I my, my little kind of conversion moment was just a, a really great confession. And the Oh Hellos were, they played oh, at cool. Seek. That's awesome. And at the time, they were like, this was the biggest crowd we've ever had. <laughs> yeah. It was just kind of cool. Uh, and I, I really didn't know them that well until then. And so, of course, I listened to, like, their, their biggest uh, song, which was um, Hello, My Old Heart, uh, which was on an EP they did that was huge for me mm. um, as I really wrestled with, like, you know, this this kind of stony heart I'd created for yeah, myself and yeah. my sin. But then second up would have been this album. And especially, I think, the two songs, Eat You Alive, um, Second Restless Child, and then... Oh, that's on a different album. 
but so on this album, yeah, yeah. So Let's I was see. thinking Exunt, yeah. which is from uh, Dear Wormwood. But mm. um, Each You Live and Second Restless, Restless Child were huge for me uh, because I recognized that I was being eaten alive by my sin, by my despair. Yeah. And, um, and so this became like an anthem for me when I finally decided, uh, or, and, or I, sh- I should say like yielded to the Lord's call yeah. uh, for me to return to him. The Each You Alive kind of became an, an anthem and like a, yeah, no, I, I'm going to call this out now as right. it is. Um, yeah, I, I have seen the true face of the things that you call life. I, I have <laughs> yeah, seen that, yeah. this song of the siren that holds your desire, and I know now that I can name you, and that's death, and you're just trying to eat me mm. alive. But I, I won't. Mm-hmm. I won't yield. And um, and then, of course, just touching briefly, but I want to hear your thoughts on each life. Second Restless Child was just this huge, like, I'm, I am the second child of my family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so you know, it was really easy for me to kind of get in and see like, yeah, I've always kind of, I've always been running from the Lord. And like, you know, I yeah. still am, right? This yeah. is an ongoing conversion, of course. Um, but it, it really, it was like, this is not a new uh, experience. I, I really, I have to keep moving forward and closer right. towards him. And I need to, I need to corral mm. my, my, you know, my wild spirit or whatever you want to say there. Um, but at the same time, I- yielding it to the Lord, knowing that he's going to use it, you know, as he sees fit. So these these two songs were very big for me in that way, um, and yeah, they're they're kind of one of the reasons I love this album. They 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 stuck with me I think the most in that time, and then the rest of the album certainly spoke. But those two were most mm. impactful. I want to hear what was like, yeah, what were your thoughts on um, on these because they're yeah. very each who live is short. I, yeah, I don't it know. Is. It's it's very short. It's very quick, so it can kind of seem like a flash in the pan, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But what were, what were your thoughts? Well, thank you for sharing that, though, Ellie. Thank you. Yeah, yeah that's great. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, I I really love <laughs> I really love Eat You Alive just musically, mel- melodically, mm-hmm. lyrically. It, it has almost like this um, ballad or like almost a drinking song in some ways. You know, like, yeah, it's like, yeah. It's kind of like yeah, and and it was interesting because it's both talking about the allure of of sin and the and the cunningness and brutality of, of, of death. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, um, and, and, and yet it also has this kind of, it's an anthem. It's yeah, a it's total an anthem. anthem. An anthem. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a shouter one, right? You know, yeah. You alive? You know, and yeah. Just like, yeah yep. yell it. And so it's, I really like that. And, and it's the start of this kind of four song, uh, piece with a really honing in on, on the story of the prodigal son, right? Mm-hmm. So this, this one begins with sort of the, 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 um, the attractiveness of sin. Yeah. And kind of starts the story of the prodigal son where he's taken, he's taken out of the garden, you know, he's taken into this place of, of sin and, and, and drawn by the allure of, of it. Um, yeah. So I really, I really loved that. And then, and I think that that is just a helpful perspective because, I think it talks about the uh, the uh, the attractiveness of it, but also just the reality that it will eat you alive. I think yeah. it's a good thing to hold those two things in intention totally. because, like, um, we sh- we cannot deny that like that sin is attractive, right? But we but we also you can't also deny that it's destructive, and so like you know you can't pretend that it's not one or the other. Yeah, uh, it's it's both, yeah. and so I thought that was beautiful. And then of course the next one, second child, restless child. I I, I agree. I'm not a second child. I'm a I'm a I'm, but I'm a middle child, and I think they, they yeah. in some ways that's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. And definitely experience the you know middle child syndrome in <laughs> huge ways. Yeah, for sure. Oh. Uh, but yeah. you, but I love that it's uh it's it's showing his kind of further descent into this. 
mm-hmm. at the same time, it also has this beautiful idea of like, you've got to go on further than you've ever gone. Yeah. You've got to run far from all you've ever known. And I think that there's a way in which the prodigal son, of course, is a story of return. Right. And I think that we can see this in some ways as a, he goes off to a far country and he comes back along like a linear track. But I don't know mm. if that's always like how it is. And I think that this song, I think the idea of going further, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of truth to that. Like you think of, um, you know, we talked about the hero's journey uh, yeah. recently and, and how that's a kind of a circular journey. And I think that's true also for a lot of times if you look at like a, a traditional like uh, idea of, of coming forth from God and like the, the return to God, mm. it's usually drawn in like a circular mm-hmm. um, diagram. I think there's a lot of truth to that. Like that, yeah. that I, I don't know. I think that's been something I've definitely been praying with over the past few months and past year has been this idea of, I think sometimes I can get into my head of like, gosh, look where I am. I need to get back to where I was. Yeah. When in reality that actually, I think that God often wants you to come through that yeah. to a new place yeah. and that like, you're coming back to him, but you see it in, in a new way, in a new light and yeah. it's a new you uh, in a sense, you know, it's, it's, you've, you've, uh, you've grown through those things. You aren't just kind of mm-hmm. pulling back the clock. And so, I don't know. I love that. And it reminds me of, of course, of, um, the, uh, idea. I think this is definitely referencing the last battle of, uh, it's the last book in the Narnia series mm-hmm. where he talks about, um, further up and further in is like mm-hmm. the phrase that I, I think Aslan is saying to them as they're, as they're coming into what is essentially like the new creation, the new Jerusalem in like the, the end of time. Mm. Um, and, uh, I think that's a correct look at that, but yeah, further up and further in is like Mm -hmm. the phrase that they use. I think that's definitely what they're talking about. You've got to go on further than you've ever gone. Um, yeah. So I love that. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's, let's keep going. So we're, we're trekking into wishing well, wishing Um, well, maybe, maybe my favorite song in the, Oh, come on. Well, let's hear it. Let's go. Well, at least musically, it's just so fun. It's very Americana. You know, earlier Mm. we were talking about how like, it's uh, it's 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 cloaked in the trappings of American folklore. So um, I think this one especially, like the wishing well, like it's a very like it's an interesting image, you know, the wishing well. Um, but I just love the whole idea of um, of uh, what was it? The, but, the, but there wasn't any water um, in the wishing yeah. well. Um, and and of course too, they introduce something here that they then reference later. Which is, uh, they say, curse my restless, wandering feet, prone to wander endlessly. All the love you gave to me, it wasn't enough to keep me. Um, and I love that the prone to wander is a, definitely a reference to this, the hymn that they reference at the very end, which is the uh, um, mm, yep, Come Thou Fount, uh, yeah. where it says, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Um, take my heart, Lord, you know, come seal it. Uh, seal it for um, your courts above, and and I just love that. I think that's one of the most real hymns. You yeah. know, it just strikes that the so human good. heart. Because how yeah. how true is that? You know, it cuts across any um, divergence in like theological creed between like you mm-hmm. know Christian groups. Like we are prone to wander. Like yeah. come on, right? We are prone yeah. to wander, and um, and but we feel that. And we and we want to be like sealed in you know by the Lord and and kept by Him. Yeah. But there's a way in which it's true that right she says like all the love you gave to me it wasn't enough to keep me like how that's true mm-hmm. I don't know how that's true but there's a way in which that's true 
Like it, it right. hurts to say that. Yeah. But the, but when we fall, right? There's a way in which it's like all the love you gave to me wasn't enough. It was not enough right now to keep me. Right. And we, it's as much as like we say that, right? I think that's right. a, that's a good thing to clarify. Is like the reality is God's love is enough, right? But for mm. whatever reason, we decide uh, that it isn't enough, and right. that's why we we turn from Him. So whether that is, uh, I mean, you know, probably it's it's a lack of trust ultimately, right? Yeah, We're not trusting that He uh, is is going to provide, that He's going to, you know, love us to fulfillment. Yeah. Um, that's making me think so of we, yeah. uh, the line I just read this uh, to my daughter yesterday from the "I Believe in Love," where it says nice. like the um, the most important thing is to have confidence in the love of God mm-hmm. for you. That's mm-hmm. the same thing you're just saying, of like mm-hmm. that trust, that humble confidence. Yeah. That like, do you know that Jesus loves you? Like, do you really know that, that he loves you personally? Yeah. And like, do you have confidence in that? Um, and so you're saying like a lack of trust or confidence in that is what leads us, do you think? I think so. I mean, I think, it, it, I mean, ultimately, if I trust that the Lord loves me, yeah. then I, his love is enough and I don't need it. So therefore, I mean, if I'm, you know, leaving the Lord for whatever reason, uh, it's because I don't trust that I will be receiving what I need right. from him. Right. And therefore like the love he gave wasn't enough to keep me, Ow. um, which yeah. is right. Which, which is so that it's an interesting way to say it. Yeah. Um, because they don't, they don't therefore say, I didn't think the love that you would give me was enough to keep me. They're in the present moment, which yeah. is them looking at the Lord the saying, accusation. right, yeah. it wasn't enough mm. kind of thing. And so that's, it's, I think it's really interesting that this song leads into um, kind of the most, um, I don't know, would you say In Memoriam is the most, like the slowest of them? Or, or was it I Have Made Mistakes, you think that kind of is really... I, I don't know. I don't know. Of, I don't know, but do it really... I think, well, I, the album swings, so we, we kind of go from, you know, the yeah, yeah, anthem, yeah. and then we yep. swing back to a slower mm. pace. So we're swinging back into a much more somber tone. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting that this accusation is what leads us then into this slower, more more contemplative. Um, Which makes sense, because it's really giving yeah. you this sense of, uh, you know, it talks about how just to meet me in the middle of the road, and you'll hold me like you'll never mm. let me go. It was just clearly a reference to the um, the uh, the prodigal father who, you mm. know, seeing him a long ways off, ran to him, to him, you know, runs yeah. him, and meets him in the middle of the road. Doesn't wait for him to show up at the doorstep. Right. Right? Runs to him and and embraces him. Um, and it says, "And beside the salty water, I could hold you close, but you are far too beautiful to love me." So still this brokenness. Yeah, and, and which totally. is said in that prodigal son too, where he says. Um, Treat, treat me, me as, as one of your servants. Yes, yeah. yes. Woof. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, like what a beautiful, well, yeah, beautiful and and sad and hard place to be at of, of you know yeah. treat me as one of your hired servants and 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 you know what's what's amazing actually is I, I I'm sure you may have heard this but um if you look at the prodigal sign uh he practices what he's gonna say to the father yeah. Um, and, and I think that the last line of what he gets he cut says, off, right? It's cut off. Yeah. So I think he, I don't think he even has a chance to say, treat me as you would one of your hired servants because yeah. the father breaks in and cuts him off and says, mm-hmm. no, yeah, like you, this is my son who was lost and is found. Um, he's dead and, and was, he was dead and now he's alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll kill the fatted calf and feast, you know, and, and yeah. it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. And of course it also then has the, 
Heaven knows I'm prone to leave the only God I should have left, yet you're far too beautiful to leave me. Yeah. Boom. Again, the whole idea of being prone mm-hmm. to leave. And there's kind of a, a bit of a conversion moment there, right? I mean, it's mm. still, I mean, recognizing. Because when you, when you look at the Father, I think, um, if you're really looking at him and letting him look at you, you're con- confronted with that reality, right? Yeah. Like, I believe that you're far too beautiful to love me, but the reality is you are far too beautiful to leave me. Like, yeah. and I know looking at you that, that you won't, yeah. not because, you know, not because I'm so great, but because you're so good. Right. Uh, it's just, you're incapable of such, you know, mm. shunning in this, in this moment. Right. Yeah. That's not to mention like judgment and all that, but just right now, where we're at in this state of life, like he, he's going to do everything he can to get us to be with him for eternity. Yeah. yeah. And, and quoting that book again, I, I believe in love, you know, it's, it's, it's our, actually our misery, which mm. attracts him, you know, which attracts mercy. And mm. like, so it's, it's not even like, it, it's, it's specifically the, the fact that he is too beautiful to, to love us that, that like draws him and, mm-hmm. and promises that he'll, he'll never leave us. And so, gosh, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. Lament of Eustace Scrub. Is this, I forget how this one sounds. Because uh, again, dear listeners, I listened to this for the first time last night. <laughs> first time. It was amazing. And I really encourage you, like, sit down, listen to the whole thing through. Like, put it on vinyl or whatever you do, you know. Oh, so this coffee. is the... Um, listen Brother, to forgive me. Mm. We both know I'm the one to blame. Got it. Yeah. Ah, well, when I saw my demons, I knew them well and welcomed them. Yeah. How gosh. Uh, you've said this, but how true. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, I mean, and this one is really great because I think we're taking it to the person of Christ when we say brother here. Yeah. And then mm. he switches it. And then later on, I knew them well and welcomed them, but I'll come around. Father, have mercy. I know that I've gone astray. Yeah. Because uh, when I saw my reflection, it was a stranger beneath my face. Wow. And it's, wow. yeah, how our, yeah. our sin just so taints us. <laughs> yeah. And so this one, I mean, of course, you know, in the context of the prodigal son, it's really interesting because he's acknowledging the brother that's mm. been with the father the whole time. Yeah. But I think we can also, um, I, th- I think we can also see some beefy Trinitarian. We start off with brother, the person of Christ, father of mercy, the fa- God, the father. Yeah. And then someday when I touch the water, mm. they tell me I could be set free. I think we can very easily make like see the Holy Spirit Absolutely. there in our baptism and in our baptism. confirmation. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. um, Come on. yeah, I, I just, it. it's so like, it's <laughs> like, this is the song I, I wish played in everyone's head as they're in the line for confession. Yeah. Just this, oh, this yeah. because the contrition is so sincere mm, yes. in this and the recognition of the wrongs committed I'm gonna intentionally I'm gonna too. Yeah. Do it. Do yeah, it. Yeah. Well, let's make it a thing. Yes. Lament of Eustace Scrub <laughs> in <laughs> churches everywhere. <laughs> well, you know, nowadays you can just put popular little AirPod in and just be a millennial, yeah, a millennial tr- church goer and just you know, walk in. With, <laughs> oh, oh man. Well, no, that's it's beautiful. okay. It's Father Mike. It's Father <laughs> it's Mike. Father Mike. Okay. Oh, I, I love that. And of course, if you didn't catch the title of this song, it was The Lament of Eustace Scrub. Tell us about it, Andy. Yeah. Do you know about that? Have you read the Chronicles of Narnia? You said yeah, the kind of I need to. That's crazy. Okay, I you know, have I to. Know. So this is totally a straight up blatant reference to the Voyage of the Dawn Treader, which is mm-hmm. uh, the fourth book of the yeah the fourth book of the Narnia trust um, series um, by publication order, which is the only way that they should be read. Um, but he's introduced at the beginning of that book 
Wait a second. People don't read them in publication <laughs> order? Yeah, yeah. Side note. People um, argue that... Well, okay. So basically there's books one, two, three, four, five, and then right. six right. is a, like, bef- it chronologically, quote unquote, happens before the first one. Okay. And it's, it's like, it's a uh, very much all about creation. And then the seventh oh. one is the last battle. And that's, okay. and that's in the fifth book, even the horse and his boy is actually technically set like within the kind of um, Narnia time of the end of the first book. It's okay. just a little shifted around, but don't, don't listen to those people <laughs> who say uh, read, like start with the, the first book. Cause you should totally start with, the Chronicles, or the um, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Right. The, the sixth book, which is you know technically is about things that happened beforehand, will only make sense if you've read the first the the the, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, because okay. there's things like the uh, the lamp post it sure. is a big deal in in the sixth book, hmm. but in a way that wouldn't make any sense if you hadn't read. The, uh, the line in the witch in the wardrobe and knew about mm. the lamppost that's stuck in the forest. Mm-hmm. I, that's my opinion. Please, <laughs> at me. At me. Come at me. <laughs> Anyways, Eustace. Sorry Eustace for the tangent. Yeah, yeah, Eustace Scrub. Um, there was a boy called Eustace Clarence Scrub. That's the first opening line of that book. And he almost deserved it, <laughs> which I think is just such an amazing line. And he almost deserved it. And he totally does. He is a wretched little boy. He mm. is horrible. Terrible. Um, he's so annoying and uh, so awful, just awful. And over the course of the of the book, you co- you come to to fall in love with him as he goes through this conversion too. And he actually uh, he comes upon this dragon lair where there's a dragon lion uh, dying, and he uh, he takes this bracelet from the dragon's like you know lair of of treasure and puts it on him. And then I think he falls asleep or something. Uh, he wakes up later and then looks in the in the in the water and the reflection that he sees looking back at him is he doesn't recognize himself as the lyrics say, uh, and in fact he has become a dragon uh, by putting on that like cursed uh, um, bracelet, um, and he can't speak to his friends so he's like trying to find them he's, but they're like I think avoiding him maybe because uh, like they're terrified because he's a dragon, dragon. Yeah. he's a dragon, but eventually what all culminates in he it, through that he goes through this journey of of realizing how like how this is representative of who he is mm. and how he's been. And he comes through that and actually at the very end, Aslan, the the lion Christ figure, actually um pulls the scales off of his body, um, off of his dragon body, um uh, until and it's painful, exactly. And it's painful um until he's he's Eustace again. He's 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 healed, he's recovered. Um yeah, it's crazy, right? <laughs> It's a beautiful image. Yeah, that's great. Beautiful. What the heck? Right. Uh, and so I love that they that they uh, that they um, uh, reference this. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Again, these guys are are all about C.S. Lewis, and I love that. And I I don't know where I've been. I have not listened to this album. You got to listen to <laughs> Dear Wormwood. Oh yeah, because that's like the next album is all about more, yeah, Dear Wormwood, which is even uh, more C.S. Lewis. Mm, how could you get more? Gosh, this is crazy. Dear Wormwood, that's exactly <laughs> how. Okay, okay, cool. By You're the way, we want we want to do some. Al- uh, we definitely want to cover more C.S. Lewis eventually on yeah, the uh, podcast. Totally. This is a nice little teaser. It's a good, it's teaser. good teaser. Good well, teaser. on to the next song. I was wrong. Mm. I was wrong. I love that phrase. By the way, yeah, definitely get used to saying that if yeah. you are going to a vocation. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, just anything. Boosted. Literally any any step wrong. forward in life you want to take <laughs> vocationally. Yes. Uh, it's yes. really going to be super helpful. If Absolutely. You can three words <laughs> um yeah i mean it's and and then i love the 
I was wrong and I'm so, so sorry. Mm. And I'm so, so sorry. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Oh well, my gosh. I love how it's set up in a similar way to what you were saying earlier, Ali, where it's like the, you know, you are too beautiful to love me, mm. but actually like you're too beautiful to leave me. It's like actually the more true yeah. thing. Uh, and so similarly here, it says now I'll, I'll hide my shame with woven leaves, blatant, you know, garden mm -hmm. of Eden, um, reference. I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. A little Trinitarian, uh, you know, mea culpa, mea culpa, culpa mea maxima, mea maxima culpa. culpa. Yeah. To get some Latin in there, um, and I'm so so, and I'm so so sorry. Um, and then later on, he says, "I I knew you'd never forgive me. I was wrong. I was wrong. I'm so 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 so. I'm sorry." And he's, so what he's saying is that um, bef earlier he's saying that he was wrong. Later on, he's actually saying that he was wrong to think like uh, that yeah. to, to think he knew that you wouldn't forgive him. Um, I think it's so beautiful. Like it's the same. It's like the same mistake of Adam and Eve, right? Where, where they cover themselves yeah. instead of going and being open to to the Father of like what happened. Yeah. He says, you know, why? Like, why did you hide from me? Um, and uh, and they, but they cover themselves in their shame. They think they're unforgivable and unlovable. Yeah. Yep. And the same thing happens with Judas to his death and detriment, and yeah. you know, and and almost to Peter. Yeah, almost to Peter, but Peter uh, is. Is weeps goes away weeping right, and and ultimately allows Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, mm -hmm. to forgive him, um, and but he almost falls into that 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 lie, to think God could not forgive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's tempted by it for sure. Right, it's right. The, it's it's the same temptation. Yeah, yeah. Any other thoughts on that one? <sighs> no, no. I, I think wrong. that's great. I, I think you wrong. you freaking nailed it, Andy. Oh, thanks. Gosh. Um, yeah, let's keep let's keep going. We're getting we're getting through we're it. Getting just a um, couple songs left. I have made mistakes. Yeah, is is the humble you know leaving the confessional? <sighs> mm -hmm. I think in my mind anyway. Yes. Um. So 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 listen to this as you leave. You're saying. Yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah let's go. Let's get everything in yeah, there. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> I've made mistakes. I continue to make them. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's, it's this weird, what a, what a powerful place to be where, you know, I mean, in the act of contrition, whatever form you, yeah. um, subscribe to is the, you know, the intention to never sin again mm. and to avoid what leads you to sin right. is expressed in some way. And then there's this reality that we're still broken. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're made, you know, the, we're made whole in the sacrament, right? Yeah. But we're still not in our perfected state, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in, in the resurrection of the body. And I'm not a theologian here, so please, uh, you know, yeah. correct me yeah. if I'm wherever I, I go astray here. Yeah. But there is this, you know, reality that we're gonna we're gonna mess up. Oh yeah. Still, but that doesn't mean we're not gonna try to not mess up, kind yeah, of thing. Totally. So I think it's really an interesting thing to grapple with, and I think, um, I I think the song isn't necessarily a like a resignation no uh to to sin but it, it's certainly an awareness of brokenness i think is, yes. is kind of the way to look at it and yeah, yeah i don't know thoughts yeah no i totally agree uh, yeah, the whole line of i've made mistakes i've made mistakes i continue to make them like who among us could not say that mm. and the promises i've made the promises i've made i continue to break them which mm. is like even harder and all the doubts i faced all the doubts i faced i continue to face them I, I think that's so true, um, but nothing is a waste. Mm. Nothing is a waste if you learn from it, and, and I think learn from it and come after mm. Christ. You know, um, and 
I, I just love that. And one other thing that's beautiful about the song is another deep C.S. Lewis cut here, I, I think, is my thoughts. He says, we are not alone in the dark with our demons. We are not alone in the dark with our demons. And I think that that's a beautiful yeah. image because in uh, Paralandria, which is, the I, th- I think, the second of the space trilogy from mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis, there's this epic scene where Ransom, the main character, is lying in the dark. I think he has to stay true to this this uh, this task he has of, I think, um, uh, protecting the queen. He spends a long night in which he hears his name repeated over and over by this kind of demonic figure. Um, so he keeps on saying, Ransom, 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 his, his name, just incessantly, monotonously, just his name, like nothing else. And it's just really... Like scarring scene to read about. Uh, it's it's really sticks with you. I, mm. I I mean almost very little of that book has stuck with me. That scene and that image of him just lying there and across from him, I think looking at him. I'm pretty sure, at least in my memory, uh, this this other figure who's like I think in human form, but is essentially a tempter, um, is is saying his name, ransom, ransom. And in that scene, he's alone in the dark with his demon. Mm. But the beautiful message that they're saying is that we are not alone in the dark with our demons. I think that's I think so I think it's taking that that really like dark image of temptation mm-hmm. and flipping it on its head. Yeah. That in reality we're not. Yeah. We're not alone in the dark with our demons. Um, there's a ray of light like through there. You yeah. Know? Not the Lord of the Rings reference, but the whole like you know when Frodo pulls out the uh, file of Galadriel, mm-hmm. you know, um, it'll be a light to you, and when all else, when all when all other lights go out. Mm-hmm. That it's such an image of grace yeah. in the midst of darkness, um, in the midst of oppression. Yeah. Like Jesus is there, um, you know, clutch onto those things of grace. And as Catholics, I guess, you know, to, to jump to the Tolkien reference, uh, the file of Galadriel is like a sacramental, mm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like we need to reach, we need to hold on to those things. Our, our Holy Bible, Rosary, Holy Water, like the, the things that, that connect us uh, through the sacramental to the grace yeah. that is always right there, ready to, to pour into uh, our hearts and, and, and be present in the darkness of temptation, the yeah. darkness of, of overwhelm. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. That's, that's just what no, I think, I think you're right on, man. And I think it's really interesting too, that one of the, the following lyrics is, um, uh, I, th- I think it's in this one. Anyway, the sun, it does not cause us the sun. It does not cause us to grow. It is the rain mm. that will strengthen your yeah. soul. It will make you whole. And oh. I think that's really interesting because, the reality is like you're not alone in the dark with your demons, but you may be uh, like in the dark yeah. and with demons. Yeah. Um, and so I think, I think that's kind of like the rain. Um, but it's, it's, it's through this, you know, forging and fire. Yeah. Right. And, and trusting the Lord there with you that you will come out stronger, yeah. um, which is freaking great. Okay. I love that. We're getting there. Yeah. Truth yeah. is a cave. Yeah, do you have I thoughts hear on your, this? No, I want to hear your okay, thoughts. My, go, only, go, go. my only thought on this one is it's a pretty quick song. I think it's just yeah. very much it's very making very much clearly making a reference. It says the truth is a cave. Well, of course, like I immediately thought of like Plato's cave, the analogy mm-hmm. of the cave. Have you mm-hmm. heard of this before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so this is like I, it's, which is also referenced, by the way, in the silver chair in the last battle. They talk about like it's, it's mm-hmm. Plato, it's all on Plato. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like this idea of uh Socrates describes a group of people who have like lived chained to a wall uh, of a cave, like facing like a blank wall. Mm. And that it's actually like 
the people watch shadows are projected on the wall from objects passing in front of a f- like a fire behind them. And, uh, and they give names to these shadows. And the shadows are the prisoner's reality, but they're not accurate re- representations of like the real world. Mm. So I think that's uh, it's used by so many philosophers and, and mm-hmm. so much literature because it really hits on at least this feeling that we have of being like uh, the things of this world are are fading and, and shadowy and and like and we see we see like as in a in a glass darkly i think is the the phrase that um uh, saint paul uses mm. um and i think that's such a uh, a true experience of the human person so i think yeah. that's all they're trying to hit on here great boom and then the valley we're back back um back yeah, to the valley exactly so the, the return yeah. the return the reprise and yeah. which is so interesting because it's still we're still broken. <laughs> we're still, <laughs> yes. The world is still very yes. much broken. Yes. Uh, but we're, I mean, yeah, we, we can find beautiful things in it and we can find great fulfillment and meaning in totally. it. Totally. And I, I love the first time I, I, I listened through and I heard um, yeah. Come Thou Fawn of Every Blessing at the end. I think I teared up because it was oh. just like, yeah. Yes. Yes, like, yes. Come Holy Spirit. Come Thou Fawn yes. of Every Blessing. Yes. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I th- and it brings it home. I think I don't. I don't really know what else to say. I know it's a great like. Um, okay, so there's two songs on here in particular that you can super like do runs to. Second yeah. child, restless child, great mm. song to run to. Running and then the valley reprise, great song to run to. Beautiful. And that's 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 what I think. I, I at least the valley uh, reprise here wanted to communicate. It's like running into mm. it um, and and carrying on, going forward with Christ. So. I love that. As you know, even though I run in the valley of the shadow of death, right? <laughs> yeah, I, there you go. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and it's so true. It's the whole album has softened your heart up to that point. To yeah, just it's prepped you to totally to hear you. that that prayer of come thou fountain, like and and even though uh, my heart is prone to wander, um, like take it, Lord, and seal it. Yeah, seal it for your courts above. And in a Beautiful. sense, it's it's interesting because they haven't. I mean, they've made some pretty, you know what you know, different people would consider explicit references to scripture. Yeah. yeah. But it's really not until that chorus yeah. where they don't even sing it. Yeah. That we're like, hey, by the way, <laughs> if you didn't already get it, <laughs> this, this is, is for him. sure about Jesus. <laughs> yeah. You know, which is kind of nice yes, that yes, it, yeah. if, if there's any doubt left in your mind mm. that the Lord has been like speaking to you through the piece, they then end with like, yeah. Okay, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is Jesus. Amen, amen. You. I yeah. love it. Well, this is such a joy. Again, thank you, Ali, for suggesting this. Absolutely, I, I had such an experience, if you couldn't tell. And I hope you listeners do too. Like, please, sit down. Turn it up loud mm. uh, in like a room of like wooden walls or something. Yeah. And just, and just read the lyrics. Yes. Yeah, print them out. Print and, them out. And Flip and them like while you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. Well, we hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. And we hope that you tune in next time when we discuss Ip Man. Yeah, <laughs> the Ladai is sponsored by Net Ministries. To get in touch with Andy and Ali, email us at thoughtheydie at netusa.org. And to get involved as a net missionary, go to netusa.org slash apply and apply today. Thanks, y'all. Y'all take care. Yeah, you too. Check out. <laughs> <laughs>